week two of SVC First Step. I'm Matt Saxon here. We've got Eric Hohn over here. And we want to come back and continue this idea of what a growth track at Susquehanna Valley Church looks like. And, uh, and, and so, you know, last week we talked about this three objectives, that we're going to love God, we're going to love each other, and we're going to love the world. The better we do those, the better, the better that church really has an impact on the community. It's all about what God wants us to do. Um, we talked about six applications and nine habits. We just kind of glossed over them. Mm-hmm. So this week, we're going to begin to kind of break them down a little bit more. And again, the push is not just attendance, but impact. This should make a difference in your life and through your life where you're seeing God work. Um, so so we're going to cover one of those objectives, two applications, three habits today. Again, this and, and this is a big deal for me because I grew up with the you know, with, with a little bit of this idea of if I do these things, then I'm a good Christian. This is not so that you or anyone else can look at what you do. This is so your life is transformed by Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is about um, becoming closer to God and, and having that transformation in you, not checking off boxes so that you can be the good Christian. This is about engaging with our Creator. Yep, it's that balanced, integrated, healthy life of a disciple of Jesus Christ. Uh, so, so let's just dive right into it. The objective number one: love God, um, love God. That our, our, I mean, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And it starts there. We love Him because He first loved us. First John talks about that. We are First Corinthians. We're compelled by His love. That idea. Of we look at how He loved us. For God so loved the world. John three sixteen. Luke 10 says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. I really think, we use this phrase a lot, we're made to do this. I think we're really, really made to do this. I think that's where the beginning of a, of a transformation happens in our life, when we, when we respond to God's love for us with love for Him. So Yeah, and, and I think because we're made to do that, we find ourselves trying to love something. In our lives. And oftentimes that love is misplaced. And when we give it to its proper object, that is God, that's when our life takes off. Man, that, that, that's an incredible thought. Just that idea of we want to love something. And so like, you know, as we, as we talk through all this today that we're going to talk through and the applications, the ways that we can love God, whatever you try to love, you have applications of how you try to love it. And a lot of that is why your life tends to break down mm-hmm. because it wasn't meant to receive that love, which is what the Bible calls idolatry when we love somebody, something or someone else more than we love God. And it shows up in our applications. It shows up in our paycheck. It shows up in our desires and our actions. And life begins to break down when we love something else more than we love God. So yeah. applications, what do you got yeah. for us? So, I mean, we really, uh, if, if you're coming to... S- SVC, we, we really want you to be engaging in love for God. And one of the ways that we do that is through through our worship services. Um, and, and we want you to attend the worship services and, and not just attend once in a while, not just attend when you feel like it, because our, our commitment to God is such, if we're going to love Him, we're going to love Him all the time. And engaging in worship is such an important part of that. And we can worship God anywhere. And we should worship God anywhere and everywhere, all day long, every day. But it is also important for us to gather together 
and and the the Bible calls it the body of believers that we are the body of Christ and that sense that we are in fellowship together that that we're not just meant to come before God individually but we're also meant he to come loves. before God as a community. He loves when we as a community get together Absolutely. and say collectively we're all a little bit different we're all a little bit crazy we're all a little bit messed up we love you you're yeah. now you're perfect. Yeah. And and when we make that commitment to come to church Every Sunday, even if it's raining, even if I get up and, you know, I just would rather sit in my pajamas or whatever, we make that commitment. It's really about that devotion to God, that we're not doing it. We're not coming to church because what can I get out of church today or I just don't feel like it. We're coming to church because I, I love God and, and I want to worship Him, and this is my commitment to Him. Yeah, and it's that proximity to God in His presence as we gather as a group that he changes. He changes us in his presence. This to me would be an interesting thought. <coughs> the idea, <coughs> excuse me, that simply attending a service is loving to God. Mm -hmm. Th that to make that connection that I'm going to come here, not because of what I get, because in a consumer-based culture such as our own, we'll attend church and we'll bounce around based on what that church can give me. That's not the idea here. We don't want that to be your approach. Don't show up because of what we can give you. Show up because of what you give God. Yeah. There's a great quote that I've seen going around the internet by Pastor Francis Chan, where somebody said to him uh, about a worship service, I, I really didn't like the worship today. And he said, well, that's okay. We weren't worshiping you. Hmm. Wow. Yep. So true. Yeah. So attend one. And then because this is, this is really a celebration of God, um, and we do multiple services, don't just attend one, but serve at one. And that's that's kind of, that's love, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we've we got people who serve on the worship team. we got people who serve on a preaching team. We've got a, a welcome team that's going to help people to have just a good first experience here. Uh, we've got a children's ministry team. We've got student ministry team. We've got all these teams that are that are serving God. And we really want you to love God by serving on the on the team. So overall idea, we call it the serve team, and then the serve team shows up in, in different places. Yeah, and I, and I just want to emphasize in there, Matt, that you know a lot of times when, when you're new to a church, you're coming to a church, and people say, hey, can you, you know, we'd love to see you serve here, we'd love to see you serve here. It could feel like, oh, they just, they just want to use me, they just, they, they need help, or just whatever. It's not about that at all. Service is part of our worship to God. It's, it's part of our engaging with God is that we allow the, the gifts and talents that God has instilled in us to be used for His kingdom, for His glory, and to reach other people. So it's really part of our act of worship. Yeah, and one of our values is we expect God to do great things because He always has. But you can't expect Him to do something from the sidelines. you yeah. got to be involved. I, yeah. like my, probably my biggest passion next to seeing people come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior, to have a faith relationship with Him. Probably my next biggest passion is for people who already have done that to get to see God do things in life. Mm -hmm. That it's not theory. It's not, oh, I heard about what God did, but you felt it. You experienced it. You, yeah. you, were, you opened up your mouth. You, you kneeled down and helped out. You know, and served. And, and you, you can attest to this all the many times that we've seen people who when they say, all right, I'm going to, out of faith, I'm going to step in here, and, and I may not be sure about this, I don't even know if I'm good at this, but out of faith, I'm going to step in and I'm going to serve here. The, 
the incredible blessings that brings into their life and, yeah. and how they grow as a person and, and how they just open up because of that experience. Right. And if you're uncertain, like if you're not sure, get to know us and we're, we're, we're going to be able to figure out like, hey, this is where we got a need and it seems like you could try this out. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, no big deal. We talk about it this way. What's the unique way God has made you really good at loving him and loving other people? Every one of us is unique. This is the idea of spiritual gifts. You have this God-given ability. How are you uniquely gifted to love God and love other people? Let's find it. Let's plug you in, and let's get to, to see you do some incredible, incredible things. So um, th- those are the applications. We want you to attend a Sunday morning service, and we want you to serve at a Sunday morning service. Yeah. And I know that's a big ask. But I think it's a big reward, and I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. So um, so then, then let's kind of bridge the gap to say the healthy habits that fill you and feed you to be able to do those things. We don't ever want you to run dry. You know, I don't, Have you ever run out of gas in your car? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you just like the car. It feels like it should keep going like it normally does, but it just runs out of steam. Mm-hmm. These are the things that, that keep you from running out of steam. They're the, really the things that shape you. Uh, and the first one is is reading the Bible, engaging God's Word. Um, I, I really think, personally, you cannot go where you want to go in life without this book. It's, it's more than a book. This is God's story of what He wants to do in humanity, for humanity, through humanity. And you got to be in it. Uh, I, I think you find everything you need for your marriage, mm-hmm. you know, for us as a nation, for us economically, for you and your own finances— uh, for just general joy and the experience of that in life, for for raising kids, it's, I I find all those answers in the Bible. Yeah, and, and I find they they bring such a stability in life. Uh, heaven and earth are going to pass away. Matthew twenty four, Jesus says, "My words will never pass away." I love the Psalm one nineteen. The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So reading the Bible. What's our other habit? What's habit number two? Well, before we get to habit number two, just some helpful things, tips of how you can engage with God's Word. Um, I've run into so many people who, you know, when you talk about reading the Bible, and and maybe they've never never read the Bible before. It's brand new. And and a lot lot of people are intimidated by the Bible. And again, if that's you, don't be embarrassed about that. We're here to help you connect with it. It seems overwhelming. We got tools. We can help you. We'll sit yeah. down and, and we'll and, buy you lunch, and, and maybe yeah, I'll absolutely. buy you lunch. I don't. I don't <laughs> want to speak for you. And we'll we'll actually look at a passage of scripture and just work through it. Yeah. We'd love to be able to help you there. But go and ahead. The Bible doesn't end up being as intimidating as as people make it out to be because if it is God's word, which we believe it is, and you want to engage with God, he's gonna he's gonna reveal it to you. He's gonna open it up to you. He's gonna make it known yeah. to you. Yeah, so some just some helpful tips of of getting into the Bible. Um, learn from it. There, you know, learn from teachers, from the preaching that Matt does, um, from small group discussions. All those kinds of things uh, are great ways to learn from the Bible. Listen to the Bible. We yeah. live in a day and age where the Bible is accessible to you, uh, an app on your phone, and you can listen to it. You can listen to podcasts. You can listen to all sorts of different things that help you to just hear it. Um, if you're not a great reader or you don't enjoy reading, you can listen to it. Um, reading the Bible on your own, spending the time to really engage in the Bible. And you know, we're going to talk about prayer in a moment, um, but 
Matt and I were talking about this earlier, the reality that when we read the Bible, we need to read it prayerfully. A lot of times we, we read it just like we're reading a book for information. Um, but when we engage in reading God's Word, when we read it prayerfully, we ask God to open our eyes and reveal to us what He wants us to see in the Scriptures. It takes on a whole different yeah, whole like different level. E- even if it's, God, why would you do that? Or God, I don't understand that. Or God, that's incredible that you did that. Yeah. Or God, do you want me to do that? How should I do that? Like it's just, it's it's as if somebody was speaking to you. You're speaking back in prayer. Absolutely. So so learn it, listen to it, read it, uh, and read it with others. Um, engaging with others, uh, a lot of times God uses other people to help us understand and gain some insight into passages. Just having discussion, or just the fellowship of reading together, um, memorizing verses from the Bible. And I know that sounds intimidating. I'm not a big memorizer Even myself. Even if it's a phrase, yeah. Even if it's just like that phrase, really. But the thing that I love about need. memorizing it is, when you need it, it's there. Oh, it's huge. You don't have to. I I promise you, if you memorize it within that week, it's gonna it's gonna be pertinent. I yeah. promise. Yeah. I tell you, one of the things that I always tell people um, about my own personal experience with the Bible is. I, I know what the Bible says. I can tell you what the Bible says. I'm not real good at telling you where it says it. Hmm. You know, I'm, I know people can rattle off exactly where a scripture verse is found, and I thank the I'm Lord good for, for like a hundred. But then as I get to 101, number one fades. Yeah. So like, I just, it's just a revolving yeah. door. <laughs> but that's where memorizing scripture verses yeah. comes in because I don't have to remember where it is. I just have to know what it says. Sure. Um, True. So memorizing it, meditating on it. And meditating doesn't, we're not talking about, you know, the Eastern mysticism, Om kind of, you know, I'm not talking about that. That has its place in, in certain spiritual practices, but meditating on verses of the Bible means to just allow God to talk to us, to think about it, to pray about it. Yeah, not to just move on from it. But to right, say, to pause. To really pause and reflect, which is just a lost art Yeah, in our society. We read it, done. Yeah. Done. And then the last thing is to be obedient to what it says. You know, if, if you read something in the Bible that, that challenges you, then, well, good, it should challenge us, right? And, but then, then we have a responsibility. If we're going to worship God, if we're going to love God, then we have to be obedient to it and, right. and have to say, okay, maybe I have to shift some things around in my life in order to be obedient to it. Spiritual transformation starts internally, but it never stops there. Yeah. It always shows up in, in our life. Um, and so just like if you're brand, brand new to this all, and you just maybe watched a sermon online or something, whatever passage of scripture, whoever it was that from the preaching team that preached, just read that. Mm-hmm. Just read through that because it's already been explained to you, you know, the general idea of what it means and let God speak to you just a little bit more personally on, on what it is and just, just start at a place that's that's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. So the next, the next thing is prayer. Um, so we talked about reading the Bible. And, and that goes hand in hand with prayer, because um, you know when we are engaging in God's word, we need to be doing that prayerfully, and we're also engaging with God. Prayer is very simply just communicating with God. It's talking to God and listening to God. It's pouring our hearts out to Him. It's opening up. It's being transparent. Um, I love it. it th- throughout the New Testament, the Gospels, you see all these different examples, and, and one is found in, in right in Mark chapter 1. Uh, it says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And I always say, look, if Jesus needed to go off and pray, 
I sure the heck do. Um, and, and prayer is really just engaging God. You know, uh, Philippians talks about not being anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, to present our request to God. That idea of, you know, so many times we get locked in our own heads with anxiety. We think about the things that are going on in our lives. Yeah. We worry and we say, oh, what about this? And how am I going to do this or whatever? And, and prayer is simply inviting God into that conversation. Yeah. Prayer is simply just saying, God, I, I'm scared or I don't know what's happening. And, and I, you know, and, and hopefully as we engage in God in that way, we, we come to a place too of saying, help me and I love you and, and I want to serve, you know, and, and yeah. all those different aspects of prayer start coming in when we engage with God. Absolutely. And, and on that note of anxiety, cause I think it's huge in our society right now. And you work with this a lot. Um, I love first Peter where it talks about keep casting your anxieties on God because he cares for you. So like just, I mean, is it, is it hard to say, God, I'm going to transfer the weight of this to you. Mm. Like, I, I maybe don't trust you with everything right now, but I just, I'm, I, you tell me to do this, so I'm going to give the weight of this to you and just see what happens. Pray that prayer again and again. Whenever that anxiety comes onto your heart, God, the weight is yours. You promise that you'll take my burdens off of me. You'll give me responsibilities in life, but you're going to take the heaviness of it off of me. So I, I love it. Um, if this helps you to pray, uh, sort of, a, is it an acronym? Is that when you take the first letter of every, I don't know what that's Anagram, called. Anagram, isn't it? Anagram? What's an acronym? I don't know. All right. It's when you spell it's one of prayer. those things. One of those. One of these things. We have one of these things for you. Um, pr prayer. The P, if you think about it this way, P would be praise God. That we're going to start our prayer with praising God. R would be, so we're spelling out prayer, right? R would be, we're going to repent, which is, a, which is a spiritual word that says, I was going one direction. Now I'm going to go another mm -hmm. one. That, that God, I did think that getting more money would solve all my problems and my heart level, and, and now I'm going to change my heart attitude of God. I understand that you are the overseer of those sort of things. Um, the A is for ask, that you're, you're asking God for things in life. Uh, sky's the limit. If it's against what you know is loving him and loving others and, and loving the world, probably not going to get an answer to it. Uh, but ask. I mean, James says you don't have because you don't ask. Uh, y is, is yield. That you're you're basically saying, God, I, I want what you want. You're the most loving being that could ever exist. I want your way more than I want my way, because my way is not as loving as yours. At the end of the day, I, I get some selfishness in there. Um, it's going to corrupt that. So um, the E is expect expect to hear from God, and we talk about that as a value, right? So we're going to expect God to do great things. He always has. So we're going to pray that way. We're going to pray with the certainty of God. You tell me that you're going to move here. And so I'm excited to see that. And then, then R is respond. That when he tells you to do something, then then do it. And I love a, a story in the scriptures, if you study it out between Jacob and Esau, and Jacob's running away from God, and he keeps asking God to fix his problems. And then finally God shows up and wrestles him and basically tells him, you got to be part of this. <laughs> you can't keep running away. You got to be part of the solution here. Mm. So there's got to be response on your end. Third habit, what do you got? Third habit we're going to talk about is worship, and that is about enjoying God. And, and the, you know, the thing about worship is, if you think about 
somebody that you love, maybe it's a spouse or a parent or, or a child, and you, in those times when you've just had this just overwhelming feeling of, of just affection for that person, love for that person, and you just wanted to say, I, you know, I love you. That's what worship is. That's our hearts pouring out to God and, and coming before him and just saying, God, I love you. I'm grateful to you. I praise you. And, and so the Psalms, the Psalms are full of this kind of concept. And, and Psalm 150 says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And so when we think about worship, I love, uh, we, we had, a, before Matt was here, we had an interim pastor, Doc Ayers, and he gave a definition to us of worship that I've just always loved. And it's giving God his due, D-U-E, what he deserves in everything you do, D-O. So giving God his due in everything you do, which means every moment of my life, everything I do from my job to how I love my wife, to how I interact with my children, to how I interact with my coworkers, to uh, walking down the street, everything I do, that I give God his due, what he deserves in it. And and so that my worship is every aspect of my life. right including, um, but not limited to, and so we don't want to overemphasize this, but including an offering to the Lord, which we talk about on a regular basis on Sunday morning, that this isn't about you or us even. This is about God, for me to say, God, I believe what you've done for me is so profound that I give you even out of a kindness in response to what you've done, I'm, I'm going to be kind in response to you. And so offering, you know, giving God your due in everything that you do, I love it. Um, now, this is this is to me sort of a piece we can't look over. So the Bible presents a trinity of God: God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. That they're three in one. Okay, and uh, and we talk about God the Father and we talk about God the Son, and because there's a bit of mystery in the scriptures, there we don't often talk about God's Spirit. Jesus, I don't think, intended that to be the case. Because when Jesus is going to ascend back to heaven uh, to be with the Father, he says, basically, you're not alone. And in fact, this is this is an improvement, because rather than me just walking next to you, I'll give you my spirit to live in you. And the spirit becomes this sort of internal encourager, comforter, challenger, guide to, to really sort of move us in life. And the, the goal is that we would be filled with the spirit, which is this control aspect where we're going, okay, you you can drive. I'm going to sit in the passenger seat. You take the wheel. When you show me how to love God, I'm just going to follow. When you show me how to love somebody else, I'm going to follow. All these things that we're talking about doing, we want you to read the Bible when God's spirit guides you to read the Bible. We want you to worship God when he guides you to worship and pray at that point. So yeah. all of it takes place with God's Spirit. Yeah, and and the beautiful thing, one of the beautiful things, there's tons of beautiful things, but one of the beautiful things about the Spirit is, is that God helps us to love Him. That in our human frailty, we are very limited in our ability to really give God His due. And yet the Scripture says that the, the Spirit intercedes for us. Yeah. The Spirit helps us in it's basically like god is saying when we say god i love you god's saying that's awesome i love you too and i'm gonna help you 
tell me how much you love me because I know that you love me more than you can even express. And so I'm going to help you with that. Yeah. And so the Holy Spirit is going to, is what is going to open our eyes to scripture and help us understand it. The Holy Spirit helps us in our prayers when we don't even know what to pray that the spirit prays on our behalf. And the Holy Spirit is going to help us in our worship that, uh, that it's like God. And when we're worshiping God, that, that we're dancing together with him. That's awesome. I love Luke 11 to 13. If you then, though you're evil, so like in our sinfulness and our selfishness, if you know how to good give, give good gifts to your kids, which I like, I love to do all year long. I've got a list where I keep uh, like, oh, that's going to be a good gift. I saw him looking at that at the store. I saw him frustrated that that didn't work. So we'll get him, you know, a, a better one for Christmas. So he says, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Yeah. He's he's the best gift giver, and his spirit is a gift to us. Let's not suppress it all the time. Let's let's see what he's gonna do and just follow him in life. So so week two is this. We want you to love God. I think he's worth yeah. loving. He's done so much for us. Scriptures present so much of his love. Uh, Ephesians one. If you want to read something, just check out his love. I mean, start start there. Um, but that that's objective number one is you, this all hinges on first of all us loving God, and uh, and application wise we want you to attend one, we want you to serve one, but don't try to make it just about your attendance. It's it's got to be and don't make it just about your service. It's got to be relationship with God yeah. through reading the Bible, through prayer, um, and through through worship. So. Um, love it. Thank you for coming and joining us for week two, step, first step two. I guess, would it be second step at that point? I don't know. First step, part B. First step, part B. I like it. <laughs> the, the sequel. Uh, we'll we'll uh, catch you back next time. Thanks for joining us.